Welcome to The Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are in episode 32 of season four, the very best one yet. What is up, The Daily Grinders? My name is Kelly, your host as always. We have a new segment, a new feature that we're doing on social, and we want you to be a part of it. The Daily Grind, that's the name of our podcast. What does The Daily Grind mean to you? Our simple phrase, following a certain routine every morning to start your day or on a larger scale that shapes the outlook on your life. Submit yours on our direct link form, direct.me slash dailygrindpod, or visit us on social at dailygrindpod and get featured. keep the introduction short because we have a special guest on today's podcast i'd like to introduce you to shane cox shane is the ceo and founder of cueball by peak technologies cueball is a fun throwable microphone ball that increases engagement ensures every voice is heard so welcome to the show shane thank you for having me yes thanks for coming on the daily grind shane our listeners are beyond excited to learn more about your story and what you do so yeah to get the ball rolling no pun intended here can you briefly <laughs> introduce yourself and what you do on your daily grind yeah so again my name's shane um you know i whenever i have to introduce what i do <laughs> we, we kind of sell a unique product and it's not, not something that people automatically like kind of get what it's for but um but we sell a product called the Q-Ball, and it is essentially a wireless microphone and a fun, soft, squishy dodgeball. Um, and the reason for that is you kind of think of it like um, like an audience participation microphone. So think you're at an event, they have Q&A with the audience. Normally, you got to wait for somebody to run around with a little microphone. It's just kind of awkward and not very fun. So what we did is we put the microphone in the ball. Uh, it's got sensors in it, so it mutes itself when it's in motion. It's kind of smart. Uh, so we sell to businesses, churches, youth groups, camps, all sorts of stuff, but primarily education. K-12 is really our sweet spot. So in that space, it's, it's a great way for teachers or, or a great tool for teachers to get students to engage in classroom discussions. Uh, it's really helpful if there's quiet talkers, which every classroom has those really soft-spoken students that are hard to hear, and it, it gives them a voice. Um, and it gets kids sometimes, the ones that don't normally want to participate, gets them out of their shell. So my, my day-to-day life is selling phone balls to teachers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're excited again to again dive in further in this interview, uh, learn about your story, share your wealth of knowledge with us on the podcast in terms of entrepreneurship, business, and, and all the above. So yeah, that kind of leads me to my next question as well. The, the idea behind this, like, what was the situation that really made you say, like, I had to fix this? Like, tell us more. I know you've had, uh, obviously, experience. This isn't your first entrepreneurial, you know, idea come about. But, uh, yeah, tell us more about the uh, rewind us and then come uh, bring us back to today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a long and winding journey, like many entrepreneurs. Is uh, I, I never thought that I would be in this market, this industry. Um, but it's it's kind of one of those that one 
one entrepreneurial venture leads to the next. Um, and how I kind of got into education is uh, in one of my previous businesses, um, I, uh, I worked with new construction charter schools across the country. And we basically just did all their IT and AV integration. So not really something super sexy, but it was, uh, we enjoyed it. <laughs> but what happened is in this process is, uh, is we used to sell to schools. Um, a lot of schools implement systems where the teacher actually wears a microphone all day. Uh, and they've shown that students actually need to hear at a higher decibel level, almost twice the decibel level of an adult does to, to hear intelligibly. And, and part of that's just due to the way um, kids, your, your cognitive auditory processing doesn't fully develop, which means you, you basically are lacking contextual awareness where in, in an adult conversation, two adults, if, if you mishear or don't hear a word, your brain can usually fill in the blanks when you don't hear a word and guess what that is, where with younger kids, that just doesn't happen. They get hung up on that one word that they didn't hear. Um, so we used to sell these, these audio systems to, in, in classrooms and they all came with a, a standard handheld mic for the students to use. And we'd go back and do follow-ups with the schools six months, a year after the fact. And I could walk into almost any classroom, we set up a system and that handheld mic would be sitting on the same shelf that I left it. Because especially when you're trying to keep kids engaged and interested in discussion, that break of just having to walk from one student to the next with this expensive microphone, it just didn't work. So teachers wouldn't use it. So during this process, I, I just happened to notice that a lot of teachers use some sort of an object as the talking stick or the conch, whatever you want to call it, that was just to facilitate whoever has it gets to speak. And the idea was just, well, let's, let's put the microphone in the ball. So it was a kind of simple, simple genesis, but uh, really makes a big impact. Oh, definitely. Yeah, really well said. Give us you know, the behind the scenes here in regards to connecting the dots and uh, again, helping uh, us. We, we promote higher education as well as this podcast is the official podcast of our nonprofit. So helping uh, students achieve their you know, personal and career goals. And it starts from in, in the classroom and you know, gaining that experience and being able to learn uh, successfully each and every day on, on their daily grind. Yep, uh, for sure. That's really great to hear. And then tell us more about maybe the motivation then to take the next steps, then to come up with the cue ball and kind of launch it. Did Is that from your business mindset? Like, t tell us more. Yeah, I think part of it was just really, I mean, in my, my previous business before that, it, it was great working with schools. Um, but it was it was a very hands-on demanding like i was i was literally traveling a country gone for months at a time working on these schools and you know i've got i got a family i've got kids um and wanted to just build something that was much more sustainable um something that i could continue to grow that wasn't this this kind of cyclical business that with its ups and downs i wanted something that was more sustainable and and just there was there was something about it i, I think initially when I first came up with the idea, I, I, I booked a booth at a trade show for teachers and I came with the, the crudest, most hacked together, looks like prototype. It didn't even function, but just to like, is this something that people are even interested in? And, and a lot of it was just the, the reaction that I got from teachers uh, and their excitement about it, really what, what started to drive me to really want to push it forward. And it's, it's still something that drives me. That was, uh, and we'll talk about this thing a little bit later, but with, with, with COVID, it was, it was so hard not being connected with my customer, like not getting that face-to-face -face interaction, hearing those stories, getting the feedback. And so once, once things lifted and our trade show started back in, like I, I booked the first one there was, 
not even that it was a great trade show. I just like, I'm like, I just need to talk to my people. I just need to like get in front of them again and get some feedback and, and, and feel that, that, that energy again. Yeah. That, that, that's great to hear. I guess we could fast forward to, to yeah, just uh, how, how you adapted to, you know, from that, that peak point of, of COVID and also social distancing as well. Like how were you able to uh, be flexible with your strategy or just be able to connect with your, your customers? Yeah. So, I mean, COVID was definitely a major challenge for us because it was, it was like the faucet just turned off overnight. I mean, we, we, we started hearing about schools shutting down, uh, I think in Japan first, and we thought, oh, this isn't going to happen here. And, and they just, I mean, once they started shutting down, it just, it was like, we, we fell off a cliff there and it was, it was a big challenge. We, 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 uh, to be honest, I wasn't sure we were going to make it through at a few points. Um, and so we really took that time. We, we just buckled down and went in for the long haul with the, the idea that I just, we don't know how long this is going to last. So we, we really had to just cut back on every front. Um, and the, the upside to that is we had a lot of time on our hands and in those off times, and again, not really being able to communicate with our, our customers, we really spent that time focusing on the back end. We, we, we re-looked at a lot of our processes and everything else and, and really figured out ways to streamline the whole thing <laughs> to where when we, we actually came out of COVID in a better position than we went into it because we just were able to take a step back and take this big picture look and say, okay, what's working, what's not? What do we focus on? What do we not? And, and part of that's even, you know, I, I would say we kind of fell victim to that, that startup mentality. Sometimes we get that it's just growth at all costs, like growth, 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 top line revenue, that's all that matters. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you, you sell a lot, but if you're not making anything on the back end, so we were able to, again, take a step back and make sure that, yes, we're, we're growing as a business, but we're also doing it in a sustainable way and that we're making money along the way so that we can continue to offer this product and service. Because, again, it, we really feel passionate about it and feel like it really does make an impact. But if we are out of business, it's not going to help anybody. So well said Shane and then in terms of yeah having that growth mindset uh keyword you mentioned sustainability so key for our entrepreneurs our, our daily grinders out there that have a side hustle or they're looking to level up their own small business or have that idea they want to get the ball rolling with essentially can you tell, talk about more within like you know growth and expansion uh, you talked about the current demographics of who you serve is that just within the U.S. or is that you service outside yeah, so primarily we're in the U.S. Um, again, it's, it's you know, COVID did actually open up some other avenues for us. Um, so with the rise of, you know, people working um, from home um, and blended working environments where there's, you know, some employees at home and, and some there at the business, is we started to notice, again, a, a need there for, you know, there's, there's businesses that are still holding stand-up meetings, right? And they've got people that are off-site and it's easy to mic the presenter, it's hard to mic the group. Um, so we saw a big uptick in business sales, but it also presented challenges because as I mentioned before, our, the ball has sensors in it, so it knows when it's in motion and it mutes itself. Well, if you're a business and you're using it in your stand-up meeting and you're just connecting it to your computer for Zoom or Skype or whatever else, they're not necessarily amplifying their voice in the space that they're at. So what that would mean is, is, is sometimes the ball would get passed to them and they'd start talking into it before it realizes it's not moving and unmutes itself. And so the people on the other end say, oh, well, we can't hear you. And so they shake it to thinking that's going to fix it, which just makes it mute again. 
And so we really had to sit back and think, okay, uh, obviously this isn't working. What do we need to do to change and tweak to make it work better for this business setting? So that's, we, we came out with our newest version that it, we just added a simple LED light ring to it, which just gives users a visual cue for when they know it's muted or it's not, I'm good to talk or I need to wait. That's really great. Again, uh, being flexible and serving the market to the fullest, uh, providing the needs that we need, you know, in the educational space and the business you know, corporate space, things of that nature. Speaking of seasons in general, so we're we're in season four uh, of our podcast here, but if we wanted to throw back to, to season nine of, of the Shark Tank, um, <laughs> a, a lot of our, our Daily Grind listeners are probably familiar with with your presence and uh, visibility on that show. I'd lo- love to hear your story or your experience as well, if you'd like to share with us, potentially BTS behind the scenes on this, uh, working, working with the Sharks. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you the but, floor. Yeah. All right. It was it was definitely a unique experience. Um, you know, it's one of those things that uh, sometimes as an entrepreneur, you just kind of throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And that's something I try to challenge myself to always do is to to continue to push myself outside of my my little comfort zone and, and to try new things with the mindset that they may not work, but they may work. So you never know till you try. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had actually. Uh, uh, applied twice before for Shark Tank and had gotten rejected or ba- basically mm-hmm. you go and you you get a 60 second pitch in front of a casting agent and at the end of it they they tell you basically don't, don't call us we'll call you and I never got a call back and it had just been this thing that just kind of stuck in the back of my head and I felt like the first two times that I maybe missed the marker a little bit or I didn't really give it everything so I live in Raleigh and I saw that they were doing auditions in Charlotte. And I thought, you know, I'm like, I'm going to give it one last shot and I'm just going to put it all on the line. And if it doesn't work, then I can at least walk away feeling like, Hey, I, I gave this college try and I can move on and, and not think about that again. <laughs> and, but, but part of what I learned through the process is, you know, when you're going there, it's, it's, you're actually talking to a casting agent. So for them, your, your business and your product is secondary to you and your story. So it's, it's really about your story and you know, you gotta, you gotta do the whole shark tank shtick. So I, I thought, well, my product looks like a dodgeball. So I'm going to dress like an eighties gym teacher. So I went in my short shorts and knee high socks and, and, uh, you know, just went in with this idea that I'm just going to lay it on the line and, and, and it worked. So got the call back and, and there's, there's a lot long process to go through to actually get there in front of the sharks. And it's, it's, it's full of a lot of, uh, a lot of unknowns. There's at any point that they can decide that they're not going to move forward with you. But I just, again, kept that mindset that of, you know, I, I've got one chance to do this and I'm just gonna I just put it all out there as, as uncomfortable as it is. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more of a, uh, introvert naturally so it was not something natural for me but it, it was worth the shot and and definitely worked out for us yeah that's that's, that's awesome to hear again uh, we'll put in the show notes where to find you ball in, the, in their uh segment on on the shark tank uh from season nine just speaking to or if you want to provide maybe best practices for our again our entrepreneurs who are in a similar spot to you know seek out financial support from maybe they don't get on the shark tank, but from a VC perspective or um, external investments, do you have any recommendations or things that you wish you would have learned first uh, or knew prior to being on the show or just in general, some advice for us? Yeah, I think, you know, 
it's hard because it's your baby and it's always hard to get rejection and and I, I did a lot of pitch competition stuff beforehand. I did, um, you know, I, I tried to put myself out there. And, and unfortunately, not what I learned is not every company is venture investable. <laughs> and at, at least the stage my company was when I, I tried to pitch before, I, I, I don't think we were there. Um, I think Shark Tank's kind of a unique animal in and of itself that that some of the companies on there, a traditional VC wouldn't pick them up. Um, they definitely do look more at the story and the person than maybe a, a VC does. But it really, a lot of it just comes down to a fit and being able to, uh, I guess, come across and, and show your passion for it and, and show your work ethic and show that you've made some traction with it. You know, it's, it's, as an entrepreneur, it's, it's hard. You're always stuck, especially early stage. You're, you're stuck in this, this weird spot where you need traction and you need sales to show it, but then you need the money to get that traction and sales. And it's, 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 it's a bit of a challenge, but again, I think getting out there and talking and pitching is always good. The feedback that you get is always going to be a good thing and learning to push yourself and learning to become comfortable with being uncomfortable will always help in entrepreneurship. Oh, this is great, Shane, again, providing some insights and what we can do to, you know, better ourselves and our, our business and brand. Speaking of just, you know, having that as an entrepreneur, wearing those multiple hats um, in terms of feedback, you mentioned uh, consumer feedback or in, or just the market in general. You teased us earlier with the, the updates with the LED lights. In addition to like any upcoming projects you'd like to tease us with or share with us and uh, I guess maybe background and like you know product development on your side and design yeah i mean a lot of that is just driven from our customers so we really try to listen to the feedback and try to you know especially again when we're working with teachers everything needs to be as simplified as possible because they are juggling about a million things at once uh the the demands that are put on them now uh just is ever increasing so for us, we're, we're continually just looking at how do we make our, our product easier? How do we make it more simple to set up? How do we support the teachers in giving them the content they need, giving them ideas of how to utilize it in their classroom um, and really, really work with them to, to make it the best it is possible. So even, for example, my, uh, my youngest son, he, he started at a new school here, a junior high that's close to us. And I thought this is a, this is a good opportunity for us. So we reached out to the school and said, Hey, we would love to just provide a system for every one of your classrooms, just so that we can get some feedback real live in hand in person, just to make sure we're always continually iterating on that, iterating on that product. Um, and some of that's, you know, we've, we've added little accessories. So again, this kind of came out of COVID is we, we, we sell a UV sterilizer for it. So for teachers that want to be able to clean it, it's a simple 10 minute process between, between classes, they can clean it. We sell covers for them, um, that are machine washable. Some of them also have discussion prompts on it. So I, I don't know that we've got necessarily a, a big, huge release coming up, but we'll just continually. Uh, and incrementally improve our product a, as often as we can and as much as it's needed to to work for our customers. Yes, yeah, love love to hear again a shedding light on um, how to improve from a, a business and brand perspective, and it, even again leveling up for our own daily grinders out there in the world. Uh, speaking of our daily grinders and, and your business uh, wealth of knowledge here, can you share with us 
any other, you know, most important things that you've learned, you know, since uh, launching Q-Ball or even with your uh, past entrepreneurial experiences that that would be great for us to hear on today's episode? I think one of the things that I, I wish I had jumped on earlier and my, my father-in-law will probably uh, be nodding his head and telling me I told you so because he was a, a business owner is learn to love accounting and learn to love your books. I, I still hate them, <laughs> but it, it's hard to have a pulse on what's happening with your business without having accurate books and accounting. And it used to be that I, I was, it was something I would dread. We're now at the end of every month. I, I'm really anxious to get those reports and look and see where we're at as a business and see where our costs, where everything's changing and increasing so that we can, again, always continually improve our bottom line, our profitability, because that just puts you in a better position, again, to continue to grow and reinvest into the company and the new products and everything else. If, if you're always strapped for cash and you're not managing your money correctly, it's, it's hard to have that extra money to put into new product development and into new ideas and new theories, and new things. Well said, Shane, and uh, just having that uh, future outlook and be able to be proactive about the next steps in terms of finances and all the key components of, of your business in general. So, yes, yeah, speaking of future outlook here, you have quite the grind obviously going on. What do you still hope to accomplish in this field going forward? Uh, you know, we've actually noticed, um, again, I, I don't want to keep harping on COVID, but mm -hmm. it really did change the landscape of education a little bit. Um, and where we're realizing, and this was a trend that was starting before, but this real focus on social and emotional learning and the just the social side of schools is kids came back from COVID and in, in some ways they, they were so isolated from their peers that as much as it's always been a challenge, it's even more challenging to connect with other people. And so we've started to really realize that as, as simple as our product is, it, we encourage teachers when they're utilizing it to make sure that students make eye contact and say the name of the person that they're passing to. And just something as simple as that starts to forge at least little contacts, little bonds from kids that have been isolated. Uh, so we're really looking at seeing how we can really lean into that social emotional learning. Uh, we also, um, so we, we, we actually just in the last six months had our first ever like full district sell. So we had a, a school district in South Texas that bought one for every one of their classrooms um, and they've got a very high um, ESL or, or uh, population of students that English is not their primary language and we've realized again that this this ability to hear intelligibly to hear the enunciation hear things so much more clearly how crucial that is for those English language learners so for us it's you know always looking at what are what are the other needs that are out there that our product can fit and, and how do we really cater it towards those? That's awesome to hear. And uh, kudos to you and your team. We love to share those success stories on our podcast. So uh, gold sticker here in terms of, you know, being in the classroom. <laughs> I'll for, take it. <laughs> for, for peak. Uh, yeah, just uh, coming across on your website, loved by over 2 million students, and the number continues to grow each and every day, obviously. Having that growth mindset so important. Speaking of the daily grind, that's the name of our podcast, Shane. What does the daily grind mean to you? You know, it's it's the, the biggest thing is just continually falling in love with your product and what you do. And again, the key for that to me is is to talk to my customers and the end users. Um, 
that's what pushes me through because there's there's mornings you know i get up and i'm 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 dreading <laughs> what i've got to do for that day or you're, you're facing challenges i mean we've got uh, supply chain logistics issues and cost wise and ports are congested and we're out of stock and there's there's all these things that can happen that can really throw you off your game and can really just uh mentally be uh, a big hurdle overcome but if you have again that passion and you get that feedback and you you really feel like your product is making an impact that's i think what helps me carry through those 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 rougher down patches where maybe i'm not the most excited about what i'm doing really well said I, I like i like your definition of the daily grind uh again overcoming those challenges and being able to persevere and again uh, speaking to that passion so important and, and we preach that a lot on on the podcast so shane in closing here we, we talked about your daily schedule you have quite the grind going on uh with peak uh what's on your daily grind uh later this year looking ahead into the new year too you know i'm just trying to uh as, as everybody does try to find work-life balance with 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 <laughs> family i've got i've got kids that are, are not getting any younger um so just trying to make sure that i'm not only am i focusing on the business but focusing on my family and then focusing on my own uh health and <laughs> mental wellness so that's you know that's that's always the the, the big thing i was talking about is this, this work-life balance and that's different for everybody but i think that as long as we're working on it and thinking about it then we're making improvement that's great to hear yeah all about the balance, so key for our, our daily grinds and uh, being able to uh, be the best that we can each and every day on the grind. So Shane, your story, very inspirational for our audience. Do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there or even a quote, a saying, a mantra? I, I, I mentioned it earlier, but really my, my the big thing, and this is, uh, I'll give credit to my wife for this, uh, Alyssa, is, is this idea of just becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. And and that's something that I feel like even our product does is, is, is I was always a back row student. I didn't like to participate. Um, but if you can overcome that and you can, you can get through that uncomfortableness or that, that, that's fright or whatever it is, that's holding you back. If you can get pushed past that, then you realize, okay, that's not so bad. And I can do that again. And so I always just try to, as soon as I feel like I'm getting really comfortable in my space and I am, I'm feeling really cozy and happy with my business, it's always pushing myself a little bit and, and getting back into that uncomfort zone just a little bit to make sure we're always moving forward. Well said, Shane, uh, keeping us motivated again, not just on today's episode, but our, our future outlook grind ahead. So last but not least, uh, if our listeners have questions, comments, want to get in touch with you, you want to learn more about Peak, grab uh, their whole, hands a hold of uh, the cue ball here. How can they do so? Yep. So just if you Google Q-Ball, we're usually the first one that comes up. It's letter Q-B-A-L-L. -L. Um, our website is buyqball.com. You can find us on, on uh, most of our social media ha handles are under Peak, which is P-E-E-Q, um, which is the business name itself. Um, so you can reach out through that or uh, just on our website. But we're, we're always happy to hear from people, give feedback, talk, and help wherever we can. Great. We'll put where to find Shane and all where to find Q-Ball and Peak in today's show notes, as always. Thanks again for tuning today's episode. A big thank you to Shane for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the Daily Grind this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Daily Grind Pod. Please also remember to visit our website, www.kjfwi.org, and shop our merch. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day.
This episode was produced by the Kelly Johnson Foundation with music composed by Connor Christian. 